Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector with you. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Again, live racing Fridays, or check that, Saturdays and Sundays out of the new Century Mile out in Nisku. Again, you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. I will tell you, Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owner operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The star for recommendation at Royal Pizza. Since Specs here, we're going to go with meat lovers. Uh, that's because uh, he's not a fan of chicken on his pizzas. We've established that about eight years ago. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, this is year number eight of Oilers now being on uh, 630 Ched. So, uh, Spec, we somehow survived it uh, in spite of the fact that we added you to the show four years ago, which was wow. one of a, one of the moves I probably... You, not everything's always worked out. you got to try things once yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah, right, sure. But with all seriousness, uh, today, the Edmonton Oilers... Uh, uh, launched their season seat and uh, premium renewal campaign. To talk about that, uh, Oilers executive uh, involved in some of the ticketing, de- a lot of the ticketing decisions for the organization. Uh, he's on at least twice a year, usually on this day, and then uh, with some more calls in July. We welcome back to the show Stu McDonald. Hi, Stu. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks. Good. Uh, well, uh, lots to take in because. Uh, uh, obviously, this has been a little bit different year. I know you guys did extensive research uh, on the market, uh, and I guess the biggest uh, points that I'm getting feedback from the fans out there that are texting us at 630-630 or tweeting me at uh, Bob underscore Stoffer, uh, a, a price freeze and uh, 15% off on food and beverage at Oilers games when showing your Oilers season seat, uh, card and that sort of thing. So there's lots to get to. But maybe take us through this process as to uh, how you guys got to this point. Sure. Um, you know, the, the, for us, it's it's really year-round research on our fans, and in this case, specifically season seat holders. But uh, over the last five months or so, we've, we've been involved in a number of initiatives with them, just looking to, to pull as much feedback as possible. A lot of it certainly is, is easy to pick up 
is tuning in to Oilers now daily and, and uh, getting a sense of temperature out there. Um, but we also like to deal one-on-one or in smaller groups to have a, a little bit deeper dialogue and, and get a little bit deeper on you know where they're at, where they see the need for the club to go. And that, that comes in a variety of ways for us that um, we've had uh, back in January and February, we had season seat holder focus groups with an outside research company that we uh, sit in on. Uh, we've had online surveys, which are always hugely responded to the the, well over half our seed and seed base responds to our annual surveys, which is very in-depth um, and gives us a pretty good level of knowledge moving forward to allow us to make our decisions. But on top of that, we're out, as you know, uh, we're out back in March with a number of seed and seed older and premium customer breakfast, lunches, receptions to, again, have a two-way conversation. And then a lot of one-on-ones, whether that's in the arena or or in our office, just opportunities to, to get deeper and have those conversations to, to uh, provide us with the maximum amount of, of information we can and in, in going through the decision-making process. And that, you know, no surprising what comes out of that. Um, we do it annually. I would say probably every team in our industry uh, comes out with two or three of the same key things. You know, what, what's important on renewal decisions, pricing and ticket value for sure, your team's performance, and the event experience. Um, and for us this year, um, you know, we're, I think the thing that's been uh, for the first time hearing it over the course of the last six, eight months has been where the economy's come into play, which hasn't been the case. We've been very fortunate, obviously, in the oil country for uh, the last decade to escape a lot of what the rest of Canada and parts of North America have felt. Um, but we certainly have heard that that's changed dramatically over the last six months. And, and we've seen it in our business. We saw it over the last year. Um, but we know we're hearing that from seed and seed holders who are seeing it in their businesses or in their personal finance or their household situations. And that led to the move this year to say, you know, we need to... to historically, we've been a team that's you know, kind of a couple of different philosophies on price increases. And historically, we've been a team that's uh, every year gone you know, plus or minus the consumer price index. So usually in that two to four percent uh, annual increase, uh, separate from the relocation to Rogers Place here in, in 2016. But other than that, that's generally where we've been versus, you know, big spikes and, and big valleys. But this year we looked at it and, and said we, we need to be able to address this for seed and seed holders based on what we're hearing and, and provide them the, the best opportunity. Uh, to have a reason to stay with us uh, off the ice and uh, as a season seat holder, and, and we know there's, you know, there's more to prove yet on the ice. There's no question about that. I think our general manager announcement will be the next step in that. Um, but this year, the, the first couple steps we've taken in the renewal packages, which broke today, were zero uh, percent price increase across the board, and uh, and then uh, among a number of amenities, fifteen percent discount for seat and seat holders on food and beverage at Rogers Place for those games. Yes, yeah, to spec here. You just mentioned the gym. Can you tell us when he'll be announced and who he'll be? Uh, yes, but not on air. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm Brian. Uh, I'll meet you after the show. I'm in, uh, <laughs> as uh, my boss, Mr. Nicholson, I do ask him that daily because certainly, you know, on, on behalf of our fans, we're all eager in, in getting that announcement. Want it to be right, most importantly, but uh, um, look forward to that coming in the, the coming weeks. But, yeah, unfortunately, no inside info for you, Spec. Okay, so the economically speaking, the price freeze, the 15% break at the concession, I get all that. People are hurting a little bit in our economy. You're answering those, please, directly with monetary benefits. Tell us where uh, the walking tour of the stadium, where the open practice monthly, where did that come from? You know, and it really goes back to the research, um, and, and research it, it sounds maybe a little even too formal, but the conversations we had with our seed and seed holders over a number of months, that, uh, say we have, we've got... 
um, pages and pages and pages of feedback, uh, some submitted by them, some note-taking by us. Uh, but to look and say, where were the ones that were consistent uh, requests that came in? There's certainly, you know, the, probably everything under the sun has been suggested at some point. But we've looked at it and said, you know, what, where's the traction come from? Um, that we can we can make some moves that it's going to be meaningful to a significant amount of our seat and seat holders. And, and a couple of those came from, hey, look, you know, we'd, we'd like to get in and see practice. I think, you know, what we've seen and what the entire NHL has seen over the last couple of years from Las Vegas from them making all their practices available has maybe changed a little bit where uh, traditional thinking's been with NHL clubs. Uh, and so, you know, we've embraced that. Uh, and from this point, all we're announcing really now is season seed initiatives. Um, and we'll continue to look at uh, that for a broader fan base as, the, you know, the off-season progresses. Uh, but for season seed holders to make that commitment that, you know, at least once a month to be able to come down. Uh, if you desire, sit in and, and watch practice taking place in the building. Uh, the other is um, lots of requests on tour programs for Rogers Place. Um, I'd say we're closer to probably getting to a public tour uh, launch, but in the interim, uh, we want to ensure season seat holders knew that they had that opportunity on a weekly basis to for them, their friends, their family uh, to get in and see a little bit of behind the scenes on Rogers Place as well. So all sorts of, you know, the, the big and small initiatives uh, that, that have been suggested and we've looked and tried to take uh, the ones that were had the broadest appeal uh, and that we heard most frequently and, and allow them to be part of the season seat holder amenities package. Stu, I got educated a bit with the process on the uh, the day that I sort of handled, the, the I guess, the Q&A, and that was, a, if you'd recall, a particularly acerbic group. There were some real hard, tough questions that were asked at that event. Uh, I had no knowledge uh, as to how... The ticket exchange process has, and Spec makes a, a made a valid point in the first hour. This is not something that's just an issue for the Edmonton Oilers. This is an issue across the sporting world. How it's completely changed the makeup of the business. So, can you discuss uh, what an increase to the ticket price listing minimums mean on the Oilers ticket exchange and that sort of thing? To uh, you know, uh, sort of how that comes to fruition, and maybe how that's changed the landscape a bit in uh, that end of the business. Yeah, there, there's no question, and you're right. It, it's the, the industry's really driven globally. There's not a lot of opportunities to make local decisions, no matter you know who your provider is, what city you're in, what league you're in. Uh, generally, the, the process is driven globally by the industry, uh, and there's a number of leaders out there in it. You know, we partner with Ticketmaster um, uh, as our, our leading ticket partner. Um, but what you what you have seen is is the program that was really initially launched for the concert business has certainly taken uh, hold in in the sporting business. For us, it, it becomes a bit of a barometer, uh, certainly on uh, uh, when times are great, and that could be a Saturday night Battle of Alberta game, and uh, when times are not so great, with uh, which could be just maybe a, a weaker opponent on a Monday night, or it could be related to full season performance for a club or you know playoff performance for a club. Uh, so I'd say it's it's a great snapshot any given day of the you know the the marginal rate of a ticket value that day on what the buy-in price is, and and that certainly swings from being playoff competitive or not, being uh, early in the season to late in the season to being in the playoffs. Um, those numbers can swing dramatically daily on it. And so what we heard back from our season seat holders is, hey, listen, you know we we get the the products there we know it's part of the the entertainment world moving forward 
Um, but we had made the decision going into Rogers Place uh, to eliminate a floor from a posting price. And uh, for another reason, that we had had some requests at that point and allowed people to post, uh, you know, even down to 5 or $10 a ticket if they wanted, um, assuming that not a lot of people would be taking advantage of it. So we thought, you know, why handcuff it on the bottom end? The, the top end is wide open to whatever want people want to post above face value as well. Um, but we heard from a number of season seat holders this spring um, the request to put in to move the floor up close to the season seat price. And when we looked at it, um, we said it, it protects certainly protects the season seat holder. Um, no one wants to be out there having seats dumped, and you certainly anyone could make the argument like, well, you know, their price at that point, so they move. Um, but certainly from a lot of our season seat holders have felt that um, if they're, the price is closer to the season seat price, which is still dramatically under retail price, uh, that there will be a market for it. If it results in a few less postings on the page, not a bad thing. Um, and, but the, more importantly, it allows them to, a better chance to get um, for the lower uh, price games on the secondary market allows them to get closer to what their season seat holder value was. Certainly on the, the Calgary games or the Toronto Montreal when their fans are in, uh, that they're going to get above their well above their season seat price. Um, so we, we've looked at that as being, you know, we we talked to a couple other teams in the industry where there have been uh, some teams have remained, kept their floors in. You know, we started out that way with it a number of years ago. Uh, and so we just see it as a starting to move that up to give a little bit of protection. We'll certainly monitor as the season goes along. It's really with the intent of continue to make tickets available at market price. Um, and there's obviously a variety of prices given the number of, of uh, ticket products in the arena. But to get them available for fan-to-fan resale. Um, but also, uh, because we're such a high season seat base with, you know, 15,000 of our, our 16,000 bowl seats being season seat holders, we want to make sure that uh, they're protected to the, to the extent we can, but without, um, you know, creating any kind of challenges in the marketplace for them. Okay, so I have a question for you, Stu. I've been to uh, Washington where they practice pretty much all of their practices uh, out in Arlington at their practice arena are open to the public. Same with in Vegas. Uh, and they draw nice crowds there, and I get it. There's thousands and thousands and thousands more hockey fans in Edmonton than there are in Vegas. But you've also got a smaller uh, practice venue, right? What do we call them? The community rink. Yep. Uh, that seats like 3,000 people or something, right? Does it seat that many? Maybe 2,500, I'm guessing. Okay, sure. But my point would be this. I, I understand how opening up Rogers Arena to or Rogers Place, Place, excuse me. Uh, you do work for them, so you might yeah, want well, to get the name of the building. Rogers Arena is in Vancouver. Rogers, I get how opening up a 18,000 seat building for a practice, there's all kinds of uh, things that you got to worry about. You got to pay tons of staff. It's a big deal. I understand that. What would be the problem with having more, not just season ticket holder open practices, but open practices to the public in that small, controllable, let them in free community rink? Is that is that even in the radar for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, for fans that haven't been to the downtown community arena, that it's it's got glass walls around the outside and it's accessible to fans when the Oilers do practice there. Um, I, I think the one thing we've looked at and said, it, this isn't a, a cost of operation for it. You know, it's just, I think, speculate like Washington and uh, Vegas has done that, but the, a, lot of, a lot of clubs have had a position um, that, you know they want their practices closed, uh, and this has really allowed us to open the door. So it's it's more so about access than it is about what's the cost of doing it. And if we're going to do it, 
and we can do it in Rogers Place where it's an even more comfortable environment, the downtown community arena, why not do that? So it doesn't preclude us from, uh, A, uh, opening further practice to the public, which certainly is on uh, the, the desk right now for us as we look towards next year, uh, and B, potentially using uh, the downtown community rink if Rogers Place isn't available for some reason. But but it, that was part of the design um you know, back four or five years ago when the entire facility was being built to make it uh, an accessible point for the public if the others were practicing on it. All right, specific to uh, ticketing, we've got Stu McDonald on, Oilers executive, Cindy from Edmonton has texted the show. Bob, we share season's tickets and attend approximately 20 games a year. Uh, you should be looking to uh, go beyond your actual season ticket base. We've been on a waiting list for five years now. Uh, so I, obviously there's still a waiting list. Is that correct, Stu? Uh, there is, you know, and we'll, we've been engaging with them and we'll continue. We, we, we need that group every year. There's no question, regardless of a team situation, even if you, you're fortunate enough to win the Stanley Cup, you're still going to have season seat holder attrition. You know, people move, businesses close. Um, so there's always some transition and seats becoming available. And we've been fortunate to have had a, a season seat registry for the last decade. Um, but we've got work to do on that to give them a reason to come in and be a season seat holder as well. Um, but I, I think the other point on that, uh, which is interesting because it's one of the big pros of the secondary market for us is for years and years in Canada, um, where a lot of the teams in Canada in, in the mid-sized market here, Calgary, Vancouver, there's a, a lot of ticket holders share their seats two, three, four different ways. Um, and, you know, one for volume of games and two for investment, certainly. And those fans were generally anonymous to every club until secondary ticketing came in and digital ticketing came in. And that's really allowed us to start getting a sense of who those customers are. So if, you know, Bob, you're sharing your, your seats with Spec and you forward him uh, 20 games, we now have a sense of who Mark is and, and which games he's going to and allow us to start interacting a little bit better with him as being a part of that Oilers season seat holder family. Uh, so there are, there's certainly lots of advantages digital ticketing has brought to us. Um, and on the pendulum of how it can swing on secondary, there, there's no question that we've seen from all sorts of clubs that that moves really quickly on it. Uh, but in a perfect world, yeah, we would capture everybody who's a share in a season seat holder, but we're certainly well ahead of where we were a half dozen years ago on it because of technology today. Stu, a couple quick hitters. Uh, E-Oilers John has tweeted me, can you ask Stu if the 15% off FBO savings is replacing Oilers bucks, or are we still getting that as well? And nope, you, they'll still still get Oilers bucks as well. All right, and can you find out if beverage includes beer? It does. All right, so there's that answer. Call it better. Uh, <laughs> what other beverage am I drinking at a hockey game, Bob? Come on! <laughs> Salted Caesar? Yeah, well, oh, okay. No kidder, yeah. got, got you there, don't I? Uh, the, Stu, uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, Bob uh, can you ask Stu, anything for the annual loyal power pack buyers at this stage? Uh, that's next step, so I'll uh, give you a little bit of rundown how we're rolling out today. It's about season seat holders on their package, getting it out to them. Uh, following this, uh, in as we get into early June, our season seat registry members will get their chance at whatever seats become available. And following that, we'll roll into early July with uh, our power pack holders and with uh, next year's the, the 1920 season offerings. Um, but that's a very loyal group with us and very important to us. And um, we'll have information out to them. They should probably expect that late June, early July on the amenities packets is going with power packs this year. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but for the season seat holders, I believe there's also an opportunity uh, for those uh, fans 
uh, and customers that are, you know, in the uh, season seat holders and the premium sort of things to get uh, secure seats for uh, in advance of the public for the 2021 World Junior Championships that's going to take place, yeah, correct? Yeah, yep, good point. So that'll happen with our, our bowl customers and our premium customers this year. So regardless of future decisions on season, specifically the, the 2021 season, they'll have their opportunity um, in the, during the renewal process to indicate their interest and then in June to purchase their seats, June or July to purchase their seats for World Juniors. Uh, and it'll roll into their payment of the other option to have it roll into their payment plans for this year just to spread it out over a wider period as well. So um, certainly another advantage of, of being a, an oiler seat and seat. And Oil Kings just completed that. Um, that we're fortunate in, in their negotiations with the Hockey Canada and the IIHF to secure that right for both Oilers and Oil Kings customers. All right, great stuff. Stu, uh, we're, we're going to have you in at least a couple more times here. Thank you for your time today, okay? Thanks, guys. Thanks, Stu. That's Stu McDonald, Oilers executive. Uh, he's been a vice president with the organization for a long time. Just a quick synopsis from your perspective, Mr. Spector. Well, it's listen, um, you can't say that they haven't listened to the fans. If you're going to do surveys, and the Oilers do lots of them, you have to listen to them. And you got to do something about it. It's one thing to do a survey. It's quite another to say, okay, no, give me some money back here and no raising prices. Give them credit where it's due. We go to this day in Oilers history. And this was one of the toughest moments. And it was a great memory for me in terms of understanding the realization. Speck, you wrote about this ad nauseum in your book, uh, The Battle of Alberta. We go to the rising young star himself, Brennan Escott. Brennan, what were you able to dig up on this date, uh, April 30th? Back in uh, 1986. Yeah, I almost feel like I need to preface this with an apology. But on this day in 1986, Bob, Oilers defenseman Steve Smith inadvertently puts the puck past Grant Fear into his own net late in the third period. That goal proved to be the difference in a 3-2 Calgary win over the Oilers in Game 7 of the Smythe Division Finals. He wrote the book, Spec Battle of Alberta. <laughs> yeah. Here's the th- something I learned on that play. They'd been working on a breakout play. It, the puck goes behind the net, everybody changes. One guy goes to the far side penalty box at center ice, one Oiler player. Yeah. The defenseman comes behind the net and rifles it to him. Everybody's changing. That guy's supposed to be wide open, right? Only one problem. <laughs> you got to clear your goalie's ankle before you make that pass to center ice. But that was a play that had been installed by, I think, John Muckler into the sort of the playbook. Yeah. And he was just executing a play that when they talk about execution, there it is right there, right? play was there didn't get executed of course this was before uh i mean now we have no center ice so you could do a three you know uh now now the guy doesn't have to be on the right side of center right um so much about that event yeah you know like for me it was like it doesn't matter how good you are if you don't bring it and they got beat say what you want they got beat four times in that series as great as that cavalcade and collection of stars was they lost. They lost four games, and they still had ten minutes left in that you game. They chased that series all the way, right? And they they still game. had, I think, eleven forty yep. something left. Game one, game three, game five, line. game seven, and it's also a testament that you can overcome. It was Steve Smith's birthday that day. You can overcome things in life. And what he, a great career he had! He had a great career, yeah. and he's and and you know what? He had some struggles initially. Like it wasn't all excellent for him out of the gate as an Oilers assistant mm-hmm. coach either. Right. right, and but now no, he's seen he's, like in Buffalo, he has been the survivor out of that yeah, group. He right. is staying on that staff to bring bring along Rasmus Dahlin. Inspector, yep. the next time we got to get you in. 
Would you want Rasmus Ristolainen on your team? I would have him on any team you, you that take I was running. Rasmus Ristolainen? You take the chance on Rasmus Ristolainen? Uh, second team, a little bit older. Yeah. Reminds me of Tyler Myers coming out of Buffalo. Sure. How good a player is well, he now compared to when he left? Yeah. By the way, he might be available. He will be available this summer. How do the Jets sign him? Spec, we got lots of things to talk about. Can next we have season. another hour? Well, <laughs> Jalen's coming up here. Yeah, you're right. Again, Stoffer Inspector every Tuesday in Oilers now for Horse Racing, Alberta Live Racing, uh, Saturdays and Sundays out at Century Mile. Reed Wilkins inside sports has what tonight? A fluid show. He has a fluid show. Tomorrow. Uh, with Hockey Helps the Homeless, former Oilers head coach Ron Lowe, and from Hockey Night in Canada, Craig Simpson are a couple of our guests. Again, I'd like to thank our guests today, Stu McDonald, Darren Baumgartner, the legend himself, Mark Spector. Up next, news, weather, traffic update, Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen Nye. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chat.